You're gonna risk our lives for a Twinkie? There's a box of Twinkies in that grocery store. Not just any box of Twinkies. The last box of Twinkies that anyone will enjoy in the whole universe. Believe it or not, Twinkies have an expiration date. Someday very soon, life's little Twinkie gauge is gonna go empty. podcast that challenges popular opinions about movies. I'm Dayton. I'm Brooklyn. And I'm Kansas City. And tonight we're breaking out the Twinkies and asking, is Zombieland worth a double tap? Zach, why don't you give us the synopsis for Zombieland? All right, I'm going to go full Eisenberg here. Welcome to the United States of Zombieland. Four survivors, Tallahassee, Columbus, Wichita, and Little Rock, abide by a list of survival rules and zombie killing strategies as they head towards a rumored safe zone in LA and learn to enjoy the little things along the way. Fasten your seatbelts, it's gonna be a bumpy ride. Incredible. Well, there are so many great zombie flicks out there. What's your favorite? I like 28 Days Later, super, super good. I first saw that one in college, I think. I think that's got Cillian Murphy, the guy who's the scarecrow, right? Yeah. And Cillian uh, Murphy's in that, yes. Yes, yeah. And I like that movie because it's basically just a boring drama that happens to have zombies in it, which is very much my thing. Like, <laughs> I feel like it really sets the stage. Yeah, like we wouldn't have shows like The Walking Dead if we didn't have 28 mm-hmm. Days Later first uh, crawling so Walking Dead could walk and then stumble and fall and disappoint us. So I, I really like that one. Gives you the rage virus stuff. Yeah, it's a good movie. So I have a question. What is the difference, if any, between zombies and the undead? I don't know about the undead. People get all moody about, no, that's a rage virus and that's a zombie. So I don't know. Okay. Because 28 Days Later crossed my mind. Yeah. I didn't know if it was, if it was like classified as a zombie movie, though. And I'm with you because like... I think it is, but I don't think okay. I Am Legend is, which is like the same <laughs> thing. Right. But I, right. I don't know. It bothers me. I'm like, no, that's not a zombie. But I Am Legend okay. is not I, good. That's probably what it is. <laughs> You're dropping those hot, spicy takes. It's going to get the Internet mad at us. But I agree. It's a bad movie. Come on. I Am Legend yeah. is not. It's not a good movie. Yeah. Like, come on, people. Please talk to me. <laughs> I, can. <laughs> I do like the scene where he snuffs out the dog, which makes me sound like oh, a serial you, you, killer as soon as I said that. You like that scene? It's good acting from Will Smith is what I mean. It's probably okay. the best thing he's done since Why Doesn't My Dad Love Me on Fresh Prince. <laughs> since Hancock? Stop this. No, come on. <laughs> I did like that dog scene. It was it was heart wrenching. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think like people will get moody, too, about the speed a zombie walks at. Zombies drag their feet and rage monsters okay. run. You know what I mean? So even like World War Z, where they're like making a human okay. pyramid of zombies to get over that Ooh. wall. Like that's not, I guess, for some people what a zombie is. OK, so since you brought it up, I think I really like World War Z and I see Zach's Boo. moaning and groaning yes. over there. <laughs> Nay, sir. Here's how bad that movie is. I think my dad and I were watching and my mom was like. 
I'll watch this with you. And my mom, who does not watch zombie movies, does not watch those type of movies, was sitting watching World War Z, basically calling the movie play by play. There were scenes where she was like, if this happens, I'm going to be shocked. (laughs) And that happened. And this is the most obvious film I've ever seen in my life. Mm. It's so predictable. And as a result, it's so boring. That's not how I want to see my Brad Pitt. I want to see him killing mm-hmm. Nazis yes. and, you know, acting and not happy being a, yeah, yes. not being a stand in for like a Tom Cruise type. Yes. Yes. I think there were a couple things I liked. You know, I love Pitt. I have a soft spot for him. But zombie movies to me feel like last week's Taco Bell sitting in the in the back of your fridge. So it's Taco Bell, but when you're going to Taco Bell, you're not really going there for great Mexican food. It's got some things that you like and it it's probably actually it's probably actually fine sitting in the back of of your fridge. Brandon, like a little forethought with these analogies, just, just, just like a minute of forethought. Now, now actually, I'm uh, going to I'm going to step into the the Mexican food analogy that Brandon is talking about. No, I really don't like um, zombie movies that much. I don't care for them. Uh, However, my favorite zombie movie is Shaun of the Dead. And like okay. you were saying, oh, yeah, you know, World War Z is Taco Bell that's been sitting in the back of your fridge. I feel like Shaun of the Dead is that nice hole in the wall Mexican restaurant that you found and that you like that your smarter friend maybe suggested to you. You go back. There's a few more people every time, but it's still just as good, if not better. Okay. All right. (laughs) Maybe we've rode the Mexican food analogy off the rails here a little bit. I think, though, what what Shaun of the Dead has going for it is the humor element. Yes. Correct. Yeah. And so and I think the best zombie movie is a humorous one. Absolutely. The the zombie culture. It's such an odd thing that when you introduce humor to it, I feel like it does really thrive. It's tailor made for comedy. I think there are a lot of bad, funny zombie movies out there that you're forgetting. I think so, too. And I think you probably think Warm Bodies is one of them, and I would disagree. Sure, yeah, it is. I think I think, I think Warm Bodies is a great <laughs> comedy zombie movie. It's difficult for me to trust your opinions when you say Warm Bodies is great. It's like a rom-zom-com. <laughs> I think we've peaked, right? We've done it. <laughs> And we can hang it up now. (laughs) I'm going to push back on the best zombies are funny. I think scary zombies are great, too. Like my favorite zombie movie, hands down, is Dawn of the Dead. The original one, not the new one with the guy from Meet Joe Black. What? Uh, It's (laughs) excuse me. No, like it's it's genuinely scary. It's got that classic line uh, when there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Like, that's so good to me. Uh, And it's it's unsettling. Like, there's child zombies being gunned down. There's all this, like, Vietnam imagery going on. Uh, There's a chopper cutting the head off a zombie in one scene. All of that kind of stuff. It's creepy to watch. And it's just fun. Like, I think there's a fun to being scared. So if you're into that, then scary zombies are better. Is that how you say hello? Where are you coming from? Oh my god. 
Oh my god, I can't believe I shot Bill Murray. Mr. Murray. I uh, just Bill, I think no. Bill? Yeah. I don't think we're gonna be able to stitch this. Uh that's still tender. You think you might pull through? No. If it means anything now, I am so sorry. It's just instinctive. It's my bad. I was never a very good practical joker. So do you have any regrets? <laughs> Garfield, maybe. Name a movie that wouldn't be good with a Bill Murray cameo. It's impossible to do because Bill Murray would improve any movie that exists. The 2016 Ghostbusters. Oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair enough. That's pretty good. Now, my real answer, and this is going to get huge eye rolls and groans from both of you, Uh -uh. is my favorite movie, A Ghost Story. Would be way better with Bill Murray. I could not disagree more. And here's why I say that. When I was sitting in the theater, there was this kid sitting behind me who was like, man, I love ghost movies. I love horror movies. And I wanted to turn around and be like, hi, um, I want you to know that this is not what you think it's going to be. And I'm sure that if Bill Murray had shown up in that movie, he would have been like, oh, like Ghostbusters. I just want to point out that you have sat in front of maybe the most annoying <laughs> they cinema <find> fans. <laughs> I have never been able to extract that much of someone's conversation in a movie theater before. Well, I go to the movies by myself usually, so I hear everything. <laughs> it's almost like Zach is exaggerating a little bit. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> little embellishment, little extra gravy on that. <laughs> I think it would be easy to just start naming, you know, Chocolat and The Pianist and 12 Years a Slave. The Pianist is on my just, list. Yeah. I think it'd be easy to just start naming those movies and you'd probably be right. I think no, you wouldn't. maybe picking, <laughs> I think picking some from like pop culture would be a little more difficult. Right. One that comes to mind, though, is The Gladiator. I thought just, that too. I, that I think, too. I don't know that Bill Murray would translate to a ancient Roman period piece. He's the first gladiator they have to fight in the Colosseum. Hey guys. <laughs> just wage the sword. Hello. I, I just don't, I just don't see it. it oh doesn't. man. I would love Bill Murray as like one of the opposing generals that Maximus has to fight. <laughs> like, hey, what's up, Rome? I think you would die laughing and I, I think that would really ruin like the tone of the movie though. Yeah. I think the I think the point would be for it to add to the movie. Right. Right? Bill Murray added to any movie is an addition, not a subtraction. Okay. That's the way. Uh, he he has dramatic a... chops too. Lost in Translation is one of my favorite movies. Right. He he's a good dramatic actor too. Y'all are shortchanging I, Bill. I don't disagree with that. You know, he wasn't the only cameo that they tried to get. They tried to get Swayze before he got sick, obviously. Stallone, The Rock, Matthew McConaughey, John claude Van Damme, Joe Pesci, which would have been incredible. Amazing. A Joe Pesci cameo. Come on. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, but Bill was the one they settled on. Because you know what it takes to get Bill in a movie, right? Like, he doesn't have a manager. You just call a 1-800 number. That's literally (laughs) how you do it. And he decides if he wants to do it or not. And he just shows up. Unless you're Wes Anderson. Yeah, he's on retainer. (laughs) Well, what's better, a scary zombie movie or a funny zombie movie? 
I would like to say, I think funny because I feel like with that, you have more options. If you go just scary, there's no room for humor, which is fine. I'm not saying every movie needs to have humor, but I think. <laughs> yeah, hold when, on. You just said I like funny because it would not be funny if it weren't funny. <laughs> right. No, I'm saying I like funny because you have what I'm saying is if you have a normal movie, uh, just a normal scary zombie movie and there's any kind of humor like the zombie trips or something like that. There's a lot of, you know, the Internet like oh, what a stupid, terrible movie. Whereas when you do a funny zombie, you have room for legitimate scares. I'm thinking and this isn't a zombie movie, but I'm thinking Evil Dead 2, which is a very silly, ridiculous movie. But there are some legitimate scares in there because it's funny. So I think you get a little more bang for your buck when you go funny with zombies. Yeah, but again, it's not zombies. Like, I think the zombie genre is so singular. It is unique, right? Because sure. I had the same thought. I was like, I really like movies like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer. But then I had to think, like, that is not a zombie movie. You know, what right. was a zombie movie? Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. And that was bad. Uh, sure, and sure. I think mm. it's because there are conventions of the zombie genre that have to be met. Uh, so it doesn't always translate, I think, with humor. Like you mentioned, Brandon, warm bodies is a piece of warm garbage. It's not good. There's also life. After, it's it's not good. Life after Beth, cooties, <laughs> Pride and Prejudice and, and zombies like these are bad movies. So I think there's a lot of bad attempts at humor in the zombie genre. Warm bodies has one of my favorite jokes in any movie. <sighs> what is it? And I will not be relegated to second class status Zach and I both on this, frowned. On this podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> the whole concept of warm bodies is that <laughs> they can turn back into humans. Will you or will you not be telling us your favorite joke in the movie? <laughs> and become and become warm again. So after he's turned back into a human, he somehow gets his hand on a cell phone and He's like trying to text and he does like a very bad typo. And he's like, sorry, zombie fingers. <laughs> That's one of your favorite jokes in any movie. You can't be on the podcast it's, anymore. I'm sorry, Brandon. You can't be. <laughs> I quit. It lit, a, it lit a fire in me the way no Jim Carrey movie has ever. Brandon, I've been waiting for a comment on this podcast to hurt me as much as when Mitch said that he can't watch movies in black and white. <laughs> And ding, 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 ding. <laughs> we found it. The zombie genre, though, is not my thing. Like compared it to Taco Bell in the back of the fridge. So I think, though, yes, you did. I feel, you did. I feel like my samples, my sample size is small. A. Okay. And B. I think my standards are also low because I already think they're bad movies. Right. So Ooh. when I go in and I see Warm Bodies, I'm like, yeah, this exceeded my expectations. Sure. <laughs> sure. Have you watched the original like George Romero zombie movies like Night of the Living Dead? No. Dawn of the Dead? I have not. See, those are two of like my favorite movies, not just zombie movies like Dawn of the Dead, maybe like in my top like 25 movies. Like it's a very good movie. So yeah. I would I would check those out. Night of the Living Dead is like a tradition for me in October. Right. So, yeah. And there's lots of good scary ones, too, like crazies. There's the original. Lot, yeah, the original. The the new one with Tim, Timmy. Uh, what's his face from the office? Was okay. Yeah, I can't say his name. He's fine. Uh, I just think with like comedy when it comes to zombies, then you get like the Santa Clarita diet stuff. And I'm like, uh, well, look at us being creative with zombies. I don't need that. <laughs> zombies can just be scary. It's OK. I don't know. But that's part of what I like about Zombieland is I feel like 
funny zombie movies. Like it makes the end of the world look fun. Right. Like, Shaun of the Dead, Zombieland, like it looks like a pretty good time. Zombie yeah. Shaun of the Dead looks like a good time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, except for when everyone's dying. Other than that, <laughs> uh, you know, you're hanging out with your friend at the bar. I'm into it. Most zombie movies, the undead are really just a place setting for our heroes to work out their issues. What is Columbus's deal in Zombieland? What's Tallahassee's deal? What issues do you think they're working through? I think starting off with Columbus's character, he is in search of his family. I think along the way, he meets these three other characters and almost finds a new family that he feels at home with. It may not be his original family, but he, he even goes on to say, I feel like these people make up more of a family than my real family ever did. Yeah, um, like he says at one point, I guess I never really even had a family. When he finds right. out Columbus is a wasteland, I was like, ugh. Right. That's a tough yeah, line a to dark. swallow. Yeah. I, I yeah. find his character to be a little broody, not broody, but like a little whiny. Oh, uh, I'm such a loner. Like, that doesn't bother me because he's an 18 year old freshman in college. Is he supposed which, to be 18? <laughs> I think I think I think so. Like pretty okay. young. And uh, Brandon, I think when Columbus is on his journey, I don't think it's a search for his parents. I, I don't even think he knows what he's looking for. All these characters are looking for comfortable and safe. That Twinkie that Tallahassee's looking for is, you know, the reminder of a time that was more comfortable and safe. And for Columbus, it's a semblance of that for Wichita and Little Rock. They want to go to the amusement park they went to as kids. Like everyone yeah. just kind of wants things to go back to normal, even though they realize that that is not possible. Yeah. What's been taken from them? I think, though, the only area I'd push back is a friendly face is comfortable to Columbus. And he says at one point, I'm going back to Columbus to see if my parents are there, if for no other reason than to see a friendly face. That would be some normalcy to him. Yeah, I agree with that. So, yeah, you're right. Maybe not the warmth of his family. That's not what he's looking for. But some some sort of normalcy. The warm bodies of his family. Yes. The warm bodies, Zach. <laughs> Come at me again about warm <laughs> bodies, please. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of the movie for me, it does boil down to Columbus and Tallahassee's characters. And I, yes. it feels like they're juxtaposed. It is very much about two different kinds of masculinity, I think, where Columbus mm. is the one who thinks before he acts and Tallahassee is the one who acts before he thinks. Like if you like go back in time to like when this movie came out, like this was, I feel like at the peak of our zombie fascination as a culture, like this was when like, uh, like Call of Duty zombies was a thing. And like there was like, a New York Times bestseller called How to Survive the Zombie Apocalypse, right? Like, there was a 10-second mm. period where everyone was super into zombies. And everyone was always talking about, like, how would you survive the zombie apocalypse, right? Like, that was a big discussion. And guys like Tallahassee, I feel like, are usually the ones everyone wants to, like, be with. That's a mm -hmm. typical dude bro who's going to be safe. And the movie, I think, is preoccupied a lot with what if someone like Jesse Eisenberg were actually the safer pick? What if he were valuable in this world? I do think that a lot of what Columbus is looking, he's just trying to survive, yeah. too. And what does that mean in this world? I think that uh, I'll, he has become very utilitarian. Like, it's just about, you know, no comfort. I, I just need to get by. And it's Tallahassee who reminds him to enjoy those small things and to yeah. find reasons for living. It also seems like 
Tallahassee hates the zombies in like a visceral way. Like it's, it goes deep for him. Like he enjoys killing the zombies. Yes. And, you know, and that is a huge contrast to Jesse Eisenberg's character who's just trying to survive. So I think they play well off each other because of their contradictory Mm -hmm. philosophies. Yes. You know, and then the introduction of the sisters, it adds that third layer, you know, and they're looking out for each other. So they, I feel like that's when it really becomes like a family when you introduce the third and fourth members. Mm. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. How do you guys feel like the movie treats the, the sisters? I feel like it's kind of unfair to them. Elaborate. How so? I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I really don't like the ending, the way it takes these two smart, capable people who are like 10 steps ahead of them the whole time. And then they put them in a damsel in distress situation that really just makes no sense. I know that they tried yeah. to justify it before, but what is literally the worst place you could go during a zombie outbreak? An amusement park. Right. It just makes no sense to me. With lots of lights and noises. I did. Yeah, I did think as they were rolling in there, they would know that this is a bad idea, right? Of course. Of course they would. And then she's in there flipping all the power on. And I'm like, this is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. She knows it's a bad idea. You know, we're going to find out for some reason why it's not a bad idea, surely. And no lights, noises. Here comes the zombies. Let's go to the top of a roller coaster and just sit here. I agree. It that was clunky. Yeah, they are super smart characters. They pull quick ones two in a row on on Tallahassee and Columbus. Yeah. So, sure, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I want to say, and I think it's handled in a messy way. I think they set up that their whole point, their whole end game is to go to, what is it, Pacific Playland? Is that what it's called? Something like that, yeah. That's kind of their their whole goal. The whole goal is to get there. And there's that scene where Wichita like looks around a little bit, checks the area out and sees that it's okay. And, you know, if it wasn't established that these characters are so smart, I'd maybe be willing to buy it more that maybe they want to believe that this is safe more than it actually is. But they don't seem like the type of characters who throw caution to the wind and do that. And I get what the movie's trying to say is sometimes you want to believe something so badly or sometimes you want something so much that you're willing to just kind of look past everything, you know, and go with your feelings, which is not the best thing to do. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just very messy. Yeah. And I I agree with what you're saying, because I think that is how I used to read the film of like, it's just they really want it so bad. They're willing to kind of turn their brains off and, and go seek this thing. I think as I watch it again, though, especially just I just saw the movie like Ready Player One. Like it just it strikes yeah. me as like this kind of like fantasy fulfillment kind of movie where like this nerdy loser gets to survive because of how an antisocial he is. Uh, we need a dork to save the world who's super anal about stuff. Thank goodness you played video games all those years. So it feels like Emma Stone's character is set up as a reward. For Jesse Eisenberg, I, I don't like how the characters are framed. He even says at one point, you know, she's I like this girl. She's not your typical hot stuck up B word. I was like, whoa, yeah. gross. That right. is nasty. I don't like I don't care for that. I agree with you about Zombieland, but you and I need to have words about Ready Player One. <laughs> words. 
I don't know. This whole movie just has a very like 14 year old boy energy to me. It's a little time to nut up or shut up, guys. And there's like a Metallica song playing and a burping sound effect in the first five minutes. It's very much for like 14 year old boys, but I still like it. So I don't know what that says about me. I mean, let's be honest. The whole reason that they go to the playground or not the play, the playland is to set up for that last action set piece. Yes, that's the only reason. And I got to say that last scene goes on like 10 percent too long for me. Uh, the set pieces are great. Him shooting uh, Woody Harrelson shooting people on a roller coaster is fantastic. There's just yeah. it's just too bloated, though. There's too much. It's the only part of the movie that I feel like stumbles a little bit. It's just it's a little too long. episodes of the podcast we have discussed the zombie genre a little bit and i think it was in the gladiator episode we talked yeah. about how mm-hmm. the zombie genre has become oversaturated potentially yes do you think the upcoming z2 double tap will do well are you do, looking forward to it do i think it'll do well or do i think it will be good you interpret that question how you would like to. i'm i'm going to make a prediction i think we are going to see an impressive opening weekend and then a huge, a huge drop. I do not think this movie will be good. And that's based on director Ruben Flesher. If that's how you say his last name, his track record. He started with Zombieland. Then we got 30 minutes or less gangster squad venom. And now he's coming back and doing this. And I'm just going to say it. The whole Luke Wilson versus Woody Harrelson thing. I'm not interested bringing in this new girl (laughs) who's like supposed to be dumb, not interested. I just don't see how this movie is going to be anything more than just a rehash of things that we've already seen, but a little bit more. You know, I don't see this being fresh or exciting in any way. It's the same thing you remember, but a little bit different. I don't care for that. I don't need the love interest from Legally Blonde going toe to toe with Woody Harrelson. I just don't. I Woody Harrelson is enough for me. The four, the magic four at the beginning, they were just perfect. They're they're all the movie needs. And when right. you add mm-hmm. on these new characters, I'm fine with that. But it's weird. Like I was watching the trailer and I thought I almost would have liked this more if they had more recognizable actors and they just pandered to me. Because uh, <laughs> like the, the like the stoner dude, I'm like, I don't know who you are and you're not funny. I almost right. would have like preferred just like just put a Jonah Hill or something in there. So at least like, well, you got my money, you know, because right. Jonah's in it. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's weird. I think in a weird way, the first zombie land for as silly as it sounds, this meant something to people. This was oh, a yeah. movie that was funny, but it also had heart and it also had zombies. It was a movie that surprised you. And like Mitch said, it's almost like a Trojan horse, whereas it starts with the burping and the Metallica songs. But then it slowly kind of becomes this movie about finding a family outside of your own real family and kind of finding your own community. And it's nice. It's short. The movie doesn't overstay its welcome. It's less than 90 minutes long. It's just a nice, tight, well-packed action comedy. And you just can't recreate that. I'm sure we're going to see, you know, plenty of like funny jokes and plenty of like 
funny zombie kills, like the stuff that people liked, and let's dial all that up. I think unless you're telling like a larger story, your only option is to like make a meal out of some of these things that people enjoyed, you mm-hmm. know? Right, right. It's just going to be more gory. It's going to be yeah. more far jokes. I don't need it. Right. And I also don't, <laughs> I don't care for the misdirect of the trailer where it says Academy Award nominee, Academy Award nominee, Academy Award nominee, Academy Award winner. That really makes me more nervous because I was like, oh, you got the same people back nine years later and now everyone's ego is bigger. <laughs> well, I thought about that. I thought this is this really speaks to the cult status of Zombieland where they got like post La La Land Emma Stone to come back. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. right. And she wants to keep making them. She apparently wants a third yeah. one 10 years later, which wolf Emma. But uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. This is a movie that people love, Zach. I think you're right when you say yeah. that. I think maybe we're just going to see a movie that misses what people Loved the first time. It's the little things in Zombie Land that I like. Uh, Woody Harrelson says, you know, yeah, you've still royally ticked me off, and I'm not going to play with you at Pacific Playland. <laughs> Can we say and our the favorite Woody you Harrelson almost knocked quotes? over your alcohol with your knife. Yes, like, yes, I love all that. All those little, little <laughs> things I love, and I feel like now that, and think about this too, the audience for Zombieland 2 is bigger. You know, they didn't, yeah. I'm sure they didn't expect Zombieland to be as successful as it was, but now... You know, you can't have the quieter jokes. Now Woody Harrelson has to go, you know, I could be the president. I would trump all my opponents. <laughs> Watch that be a line in the movie. Watch that be a line. We're, we're literally like the best moment for me. We're in the first one is just like right after we meet Woody Harrelson. He's just like, I hate coconut. Not the taste, the consistency. The consistency. It's just like those yeah. throwaway jokes. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I like you. Yeah. I like you as a character. <laughs> That's a good line. I do like that. I love his obsession with Twinkies. Yes. I love the look on his face when he sees that they shot through the box of Twinkies. Yes. Right. And and another thing I like that his reasoning for that isn't hammered in. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. it's one little thing like you think it's a dog at the beginning. Then you realize, oh, it was his son. And it's like a nice, quiet moment. Oh, that yeah. doesn't have a big scene where he breaks down and they say, it's OK. You have a new family now. And they all give each other a big <laughs> hug. I can guarantee that that something like that will happen in the like for some reason he's going to say to Jesse Eisenberg, you I need to leave. Why? You just remind me of my boy too much. I don't know why you think he's going to be farting, though. <laughs> Welcome to Is It Really vs. The Zombie Apocalypse. Looking to stay alive in the zombie genre? Good. We have a few rules. Rule number one, quality. Whether you're going serious or funny, your movie needs to be well-made in some capacity. Shaun of the Dead is funny, well-written, and perfectly crafted. Dawn of the Dead is scary, smart, and timeless. One more rewrite of the script, and I Am Legend could have been great instead of another smear on Will Smith's career. Rule number 12, Mexican food. We all love Taco Bell, but you get more flavor and ultimately a better experience when you go authentic. Leading us to our next rule. Rule number 37, don't overthink it. While we all want our films to mean something, it's very easy to get lost in your own sauce. Sure, zombies can represent a lot of things, 
or they can just be scary and fun. Rule number 42, pretty basic. Get Bill Murray. Otherwise, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Rule 66, don't give your characters selective intelligence. When Wichita and Little Rock power up Pacific Playland, it totally blows our minds. It's no fun. It's a bizarre portrayal of these two sisters who are usually very clever. The movie takes this lazy shortcut to give us an awesome set piece, but their sudden idiocy almost makes us refuse to play with the cast at Pacific Playland. Rule 93, know when to stop. It's easy to look at critical acclaim and an impressive return at the box office, but if you're going for the double tap, don't wait too long. You get that first shot and the wounded zombie slithers off. If you don't get that second shot right away, the undead have a lot of time to get much, much worse. And another shot might not make the cut, but hey, you never know. Rule number 923, don't watch warm bodies. You wanna feel how hard I can punch? joining us for our episode on Zombieland. We would love to hear your opinion on our episode or any other movie-related topic. So if you haven't already, hop on over to our Facebook page and join the conversation. We can be found at the Is It Really Podcast. Don't forget, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're up to it, please give us a rating and a review. We would really appreciate it. Join us next week as we return with our discussion of the Disney live-action remake. This one is sure to ruffle some feathers, and I wouldn't want to miss it. We'll see you then.